this is Don Bluth, and you're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers. Hi, everyone. This is Glenn Keane, and you are listening to the Animation Addict Podcast with the Rotoscopers. They are awesome. You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast, episode 140, five-year anniversary, Truncate Silence. Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers. My name is Chelsea Robson. I am your stalwart host who's been here through the thick and thin of, well, whatever. And back for, by popular demand, we have my two amazing co-hosts, Mr. Mason Smith. <coughs> Mason. <coughs> Sorry, my mic was muted. <laughs> uh-huh. Man, and- I'm still not used to the Skype thing. <laughs> And Morgan Stradling. I'm back. Everybody say yay. 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 It's like coming home. (laughs) Back by popular demand. It's like we were were banished for a while. It's like, y'all could come back. (laughs) I heard you guys. I heard you. I said, finally, okay, this one time. I will make a reappearance. No, I am back, guys. So I feel I feel out of the element. I haven't done this in a long time. I'm not not sure how to use the word. So no, just kidding. I'm really excited to be back. And we have a very special episode today. We are not going to be reviewing a movie. We are actually going to be celebrating our five-year anniversary of the Rotoscopers or the Animation Addicts podcast. We are going to be taking a trip down memory lane and talking about some of our favorite moments from the podcast and just reminisce. So it's going to be definitely a different episode than what you're used to, but definitely a very fun one. Woohoo! So let's just go back to the very beginning. It's a very great place to start. I think we've mentioned this a few times on the podcast, but how the show got together. And basically, I wanted to do a podcast, and I wanted to do it with my friends. And so I said, hey, Chelsea, we've always wanted to do a podcast together. Let's do one on animation. She was on board. And then, obviously, we needed a male presence. Usually, it's the other way around. A lot of podcasts and shows, they need, like, their token girl. We need our token guy. And (laughs) we got a heck of a token. It was Mason. and (laughs) I'm the best token ever. And so five years ago in February 2012, we sat down and we had no idea what we were really getting into. All we knew is, hey, what's a great movie we want to review? Beauty and the Beast. So we watched Beauty and the Beast and, you know, got on Skype, hit record, and and the rest is history. Literally, because still five years later, that is one of people's favorite episodes about the Animation Addicts podcast, which I agree. (laughs) I still say that is a fabulous, fantastic episode. Rotoscopers.com slash one. What are you guys' memories of that first episode? Things that stood out to you? (laughs) So my favorite memory was the fact, okay, we were doing it in my house and it was Morgan and I sitting on a couch in one of like this room. They're like, okay, which room is going to be the most soundproof? Because that's going to matter so much. The fact that we're using my like onboard microphone and that was not a very good onboard mic. (laughs) But we're like, okay, soundproof room because that'll make all the difference. And... Yeah, we're just going to push go. 
and then the crickets came later on. I just remember. <laughs> I remember Morgan always saying this guy named Mason is going to be joining us. And yeah, we just kind of started and it was fun. It was a great time. I liked it. It was fun. I remember our first episode was kind of rocky. I sounded like this because my because of my lap, my laptop microphone. We weren't as geared up as we are now. Not at all. I do remember that. Mostly I remember uh, we didn't really know how we were going to edit it or like we knew we wanted to edit it, but we didn't really realize how much we would end up editing it because it was like <laughs> first three episodes. We were just like, uh, hold on, guys. I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> or we'd be like, we'd be like talking and be like, yeah, yeah, that. That is one theory about the Iron Giant, Mason. Thank you for your <laughs> dumb theory. <laughs> or, speaking, or just awkward pauses and stuff. Speaking of editing, there is one trick that I have implemented over the years. Uh, I use Audacity, which is a program to edit. And there is a special feature called Truncate Silence. And basically what it does is you select um, a certain threshold of silence. Let's say any silence longer than three seconds, then it, it scrolls through your whole episode and it will cut down any silence longer than, you know, said time limit. So I definitely implement implemented that a lot because like you said oh. there have always been every once in a while really awkward silences where we all kind of sit there it's as if we are trying to look each other in the face when we can't actually see each other as like are you gonna go is he gonna go should i pipe <laughs> in should he pipe in so truncate silence takes care of all of that and you guys never knew you just thought we were so on the ball so snippety snappity <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of awkward silence, silences. We didn't really know who who was going to speak until I just implemented my policy of constantly interrupting everyone. And it's worked <laughs> out great since. <laughs> this is, yeah, he did put that you know in there what? quite early. I did have somebody who came to me and they say, you know, I love the show. It's amazing. But, you know, it really bothers me that Mason, he's always interrupting you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was, I knew that happens from time to time, but I am totally okay with it because one when mason interrupts he has something hilarious to say and two it's just the rotoscopers way so i when this person said that i was like so what you're not going to listen anymore it's, like it's the too bad. Like, way. <laughs> men should be allowed to interrupt and speak over women that's how it works <laughs> and saying awesome stuff like that it's great <laughs> just so you know i've not harbored any resentment uh, about that that's just you know Mason way and I love it wouldn't yeah. change anything about it and another thing about Mason you know is that it, the first thing as you mentioned in our last episode um, the first thing he always says is always for shock value and <laughs> then he gets serious <laughs> so whatever he says don't like just let it go and then you just know he's just wanting there to be a laugh and if he gets yeah, exactly. it great if not well we just keep going and i end up editing that out most of the time so yeah. mason is completely <laughs> unfiltered and he just he has the gusto and he says it and because mason is mason he gets away with it if i would say some of the things mason I can't would get say away with any of it people would tweet me get hate mail uh you know all sorts of things but do, mason, do you filter all the anti-mason hate mail from me to protect me <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's what this episode is about. We are going to unleash <laughs> the chamber, you know, the the uh, the old vault, and I'm going to play you all the hate mail. That Mason reads. Scared. Mason reads nasty tweets about him. <laughs> if I ever, if I ever did that, um, I I would probably like go on a, a rampage. 
I'm just kidding. I'd be just fine with it. People say nasty things about me behind my back all the time, I'm sure. Like, hey, his hair is so great. He thinks his hair is so great because it is. <laughs> or oh. Mason is so handsome. I hate him for it. Or Mason is such a great animator. He's great. And I don't <laughs> like it. You sound like that uh, recorder, Will. What's his name? Garfield. <laughs> oh, I sound like this. <laughs> Oh, Take it from me. Mason is the best rotoscoper. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, no, there's another great. one. Another one you got to watch on YouTube. It's called Garfield, like Garfield, except an F at the end. And it also <laughs> uses a uh, text to speech um, synthesizers. And it's really funny. <laughs> we talk like that guy all the time at work. We're so dumb at work. All we do is talk about memes. Oh. <laughs> like, honestly, we, we went to we went to Pack South uh, a couple of weeks ago and and um, our, our work had us go and we were on this bus and like all it was was just a bunch of random screeching from us in the back of the bus because we all really like this YouTube video where this guy's like yelling at this guy. And I don't know. It, that's just the point. It's like a meme and it's an inside joke and you would have to have been there. But I do tend to interrupt and I have this really bombastic personality and I'm I'm happy that I found an outlet for my my constant obnoxiousness on the rotoscopers <laughs> and that people like halfway toler tolerated. I. I, uh, it, it 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 warms my heart. Yes, you have such completely passive women co-hosts who just let you step all over them and you know take you back hundred years. No, I I remember um, being at the missionary training center and Morgan wanted to um, steal one of the chairs up on the podium during a uh, like a like a big talk or like a big conference, and so she like ran up there and I want I just wanted to know what, what was going to happen. So she like ran up and she just kind of pushed a guy out of a chair who was going to sit in this chair. Because <laughs> at the at the MTC it was like a big deal, big deal to not sit in the like arena seats, but to just sit up front. You know, I, I think when they were watching, they were playing a movie or something. And uh, I, I was like, wow, you totally just kicked that guy out of a chair. And then you turned to me and you were like, I always get what I want. I was like, holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> Stay away. That was, that was my catchphrase for quite a few years, like. I get what I want. So. <laughs> Whatever. I get what and I want. And always gets what she wants. Chelsea makes dreams come true. Oh my god. I don't know what I say. <laughs> yeah, well I'm I may not be the you know, I will go out and, and steal the guy's chair, but I will very subtly, you know, edit you out of this episode if you cross me. Oh. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was that one time when um I think it was one time when I actually wasn't interrupting. There's was just a big delay in the call and like we were talking, and all of a sudden, I hear "Hey" from Morgan. <laughs> she, she got really ticked off that we were apparently interrupting her. <laughs> I do remember that there was one episode where it was just like too much, one interruption too much, and finally, yes, I put my foot down. I said, "Listen to me." <laughs> hey. So. so crazy thing is, we have had a hundred and thirty-nine episodes over five years, and for the most part, we were on it a very consistent two-week schedule. There's only been a few times here and there where we either missed a deadline or we pushed it back a week. For the most part, you got an episode of the Rotoscopus podcast every two weeks, which I think is incredible and really exciting. And back in the old days, I could list you all the episodes and what number mm -hmm. they were. You know, so number one, Beauty and the Beast. Number five, Toy Story. Two, 
the Iron Giant, you know, I could go on and on and on. I could tell you all these things. And I remembered every single episode and all the little intricacies, the funny moments. But here we are over 100 episodes later, nearly at 150. And I can't quite do that anymore. I could not randomly off the top of my head tell you what was episode 119. So I guess that's a sign you made it when just all your work just becomes one amorphous blob. (laughs) Ah, 119. The Don Hertzfeld shorts. Oh, that's good. Nice. That's a good pick. one. Oh, Hertzfeld, man. I had some things to say about him. <laughs> I'm going to open up all those old episodes. Let's see what we got here. Do you know an episode that I listened to recently that just made my heart so happy? Episode 32, Mulan, Yodeling oh. Huns. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's another thing that's great is that we, you know, you can just say like a little snippet like that, yodeling huns. (laughs) And it's great. I love that we were able to do that with the episodes. We have the episode that was a number, the movie, and then some little snippet and funny moment. Usually, I would say 95% of the time comes from Mason. Oh, yeah. No. (laughs) Comedic genius like that. But a lot, again, it also comes from some of our tangential nature where we would just, you know, go off on tangents like we just did telling stories about the mtc and such and uh, ended up being the title of the podcast so it was good oh man yeah that one was really funny and then because I, I was listening to it because we we're about i was about to interview the bancroft brothers and Ooh. mr tony was the director of that one so i was like let's listen to that one again because i was thinking oh that would be cool to have him do the episode because we haven't even done that episode haven't we we haven't even done mulan how could we not have done not have done this and i was like oh wait no that was just pre-50 we we did that years ago what am i thinking <laughs> oh my gosh i can't even remember these anymore oh there's so many good ones my one of my favorite little quips that mason did was episode 51 corpse bride studio jiggling (laughs) (laughs) i was just thinking about that the other day it's probably my favorite one it holds true even to this day any studio ghibli movie there will be lots of jiggling and you know who else has kind of become studio jiggling part two it's It's sony (laughs) no sony uh, illumination illumination oh i would say leica no but that's what studio we were doing a leica film and that's why wow. we're like it was studio jiggling that's oh, see this is this is how you know when you don't even pick up on the joke because it's been so long oh man <laughs> yeah we have so many episodes that in itunes it only shows the most recent 100 yeah so if you actually go to rotoscopers.com slash itunes it it makes it seem like the last episode or the furthest back is episode 41 monsters university which is not kate not the case so if you are a newer listener and you're like what the heck i would like to listen to these pre-41 episodes just go to rotoscopers.com slash podcast and that's where you can find the archive i wish itunes would not do that but i do not own them so <laughs> and that was actually a cool thing is we did have we were featured in itunes once a few years ago oh we were I- Someone from iTunes reached out and they said, hey, we like your show. We'd like to, uh, you know, feature it on the main page of the iTunes podcast store, you know, store or whatever. And so I, you know, sent them some artwork so that way they could feature it all nice and pretty. And it was a cool experience. And we definitely had a huge increase in subscribers and listeners during that time. So that was a really fun thing that we were able to do. Uh, The podcast has brought a lot of opportunities, to be honest, Um, things that off the top of my head, all the amazing people that we've been able to interview, you know, whether they are you know, voice actors or they work in 
production or their directors or some of these icons that we've looked up to, you know, growing up and even today, uh, the Frozen world premiere, Big Hero oh. 6 world premiere, those were incredible, able to attend those. Um, just lots of incredible opportunities. What are some of your guys' favorite uh opportunities that you've had because of the podcast? Well, all of those definitely were some of the greatest ones. Um, one that is actually yet to come is I was talking, I was emailing with some of the people who work over at the studio and they, it seems as though I'm, I can't totally guarantee this cause they haven't sent me all the information yet, but they might let me take a tour of Disney animation studios. The hat building. The hat building. So I'm super. You. I'm super excited. That is yet to come. Recently opened up. That's exciting. Because they've been under construction for a while, but um, or revamping it all. So it's exciting. Dang. Yeah, uh, because of Mason uh, and his connection with different people in the industry, I was able to go to Pixar Animation Studios in Emeryville and I was able to tour the studio which obviously was a bucket list item for me and was a dream come true that was because of Chris Horn who thank oh, you that's right. Chris Horn if he is listening don't know if he is but huge shout out to him check out him um, and Pixar is as amazing as you would think it would be. And I was going to do a blog post about it that I took all these pictures and never got around to it. So maybe in the next few months you will see, well, I will try to grasp at straws of my memory and uh, put something together. But yeah, I, I hope one day that Mason and Chelsea are able to go to Pixar because oh, I would that's love to just do a that. really, really fun place. Yeah. I can't believe I've never been out to those studios. Um, I, I'd love to tour um pixar dreamworks and and disney definitely maybe someday i'll be in that neck of the woods so what about you do you have any favorites uh oh man yeah overall i think the glenn keen interview was uh one of my favorites just because of how it happened like i think on one episode we were we were um saying something i I said something rowdy or something and (laughs) we were like man i wonder if or like Glenn Keane would say this and, and we like stopped and we were like, man, I wonder if Glenn Keane like listens and we we're like, nah, <laughs> Mor- he's no, got Morgan's... better things to do. Than listen to like, us that rant. would be a no. No, he does not. <laughs> oh, that's right. Morgan, ever, ever the ever the optimist. <laughs> um, well, she's optimist. She's just a rational realist. <laughs> no, Ooh, it was so it. funny. I love it. He was so, know, up, up so in, nice. Up until Morgan told me that she was an introvert, I did not think that she was an introvert. But um, I very much am an introvert. You, if yeah. you notice, fans or listeners, sometimes I'm not on these interviews because the idea of doing some of these interviews actually gives me a lot of anxiety. I don't suffer from like clinical anxiety or depression. I'm far from that. But I'm like, you know, stressing me out just a teeny bit. If anyone else wants to take it, go ahead. So we don't need to do a roto intervention for your depression. <laughs> No, no, I'm not depressed. Please quote do not Goofy Movie. This. Quote it. You'll feel better. <laughs> do that it is now. Statement. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, sure enough, he um, he emailed us and was like, "We he he made some comments on the movie that we were reviewing, and then he said we are watching." Yeah, yeah. We're no, we're or listening. We are, li- we are listening. <laughs> it's, he sounded like Optimus Prime. He was like, "We are here. <laughs> we are watching." And. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so that was that, and that was just so cool that we got to have him on. We talked about uh, what was that thing um, he made? I it was like a a two D animated film that you could move your phone around and watch, and it was kind of like a non linear story. Duet. Um, yeah, yes. duet. That was that was what it. Was. 
And man, that guy was just so um, positive and just so nice and gracious. Uh, we, we did a, oh, we did a Facebook Q&A with him. That was yeah. the coolest part. So we did the interview and then we were sad because we only had time with him to ask like three questions from the Facebook group. And then he actually physically went on our Facebook group on the uh, in, on his own account and started answering people's questions. And it, it just made, generated this this like epic discussion about him and stuff. And he really opened up on some personal levels and um, it was really, really inspiring. And man, it's just really special to have someone like Glenn Keane take the time to talk to our fans like that and, and engage with them. That that's uh, that was just awesome. And so that overall, that was a really fun episode and a really fun experience, like overall getting to connect with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, I mean, you can't forget Steve Hickner. Who's just, Aww. he's like, oh, yes. yeah, that's the, that's the voice, the, you know, the sound clip everyone makes, you know, who, everyone who knows Steve Hickner makes that, aw, Steve, <laughs> he's so great. He really is one of the nicest guys in the industry. Now, that being said, I have not met all of the guys and no, gals yeah, in the true. industry, but of the ones that I've met, well, they've all been amazing, but he just has a little cherry on top that, and he's just so sweet. So, and he's always been welcome. He's always been really willing to, you know, send us voicemails or answer questions. Yeah. Uh, and which for, he's involved in quite a lot of things. I think it's very it shows a little bit about his character and, and how much he loves all all of this in the industry that he works in. So yeah. shout out to yeah. Steve. Shout out to Glenn. Another big one for me is we have been able to interview Don Bluth. Yes. Oh my and his counterpart, Gary Goldman, once uh, the second time we did them together as they were they were preparing for their Kickstarter turned Indiegogo for their Dragon's Lair pitch presentation. And so that was cool because both times Chelsea and I were able to go once to his house because he used to actually, fun fact, he used to have a theater in his home. And then that theater grew and then it moved to sort of a strip mall sort of theater called Don Bluth Front Row Theater. Uh, so we did it back in his home. And then a few years later, we did it at the theater. And oh, and Mason, uh, actually, he we didn't interview you the time that Mason got to meet him. But we all three of us, we had Rotorama a few years ago. Rotoroma. Ah, Rotoroma. We'll do it in Rome, yes. <laughs> Where we all got together. We met actually for the first time as a collective group. And Mason was able to, you know, come and experience Arizona and John Bruce Front Row Theater, meet him in person, uh, in addition to the interview that we did later in Skype and Mason was over Skype for that. It was pretty neat. Yeah. Um, I, I remember that first one. I was at my um, my aunt and uncle's house in Colorado. Uh, we were on vacation and I was like, I forgot about this interview. Hey, can I use your Skype? And they're like, sure. I talk about intimidated. I think that was my first interview on the show. Yeah, uh -huh. well, it was our first interview, like total. Episode. Yeah. Episode. 20, I believe. No, yeah, 20 was yeah. Aladdin. Oh, 21. 21. I think the, the biggest part that I remember from that was a how how much Don loved you guys like you and uh, <laughs> Morgan and Chelsea and um, and I just uh, I was feeling really shy if you can believe it um, and uh, I remember asking him some questions I remember he asked me some questions and I talked a little bit about um, my background that I was um, I was interested in in animation oh I was still at BYU you were <laughs> uh, doing pre animation I was just a little a little dinky freshman. And um, <laughs> and stuff. And I remember talking about my aspirations. And I think the the question he asked me was, well, are you good with a pencil? <laughs> and I was like, 
I don't know how to answer that because <laughs> you're Don Bluth. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, think, I think Morgan chimed in for me. She was like, yes, he's very good with a pencil. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, oh my I'm, I'm okay with the pencil, but um, I have a lot to learn still. Here's a random story that just happened recently. Um, so I go on. I'm I'm the only one still single in this little you know triage, and I still go on dates and I meet random people through random sources. And I met this guy, and his tagline um, basically the, that made me interested. I was like, "Say what?" <laughs> he said, "You date people with taglines." <laughs> well, it's an online. She's thing. clearly referring to dating <laughs> app. He's, he's got his old theme song. I'm so glad I. <laughs> And I'm conscious throughout all this. Uh, some dates you do wish you were like that, but not this one. This guy was cool. Um, he was actually the, he played young Dimitri in Anastasia. And I was oh. like, what? That's so cool. Uh, so we talked a little bit about that, but one thing that I uh, also remember. Can I make him like 40? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> um, well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but one oh, funny... young Dimitri. Okay, yeah, I, I young Dimitri, not John Cusack. <laughs> Though that would be really, really cool to just spend a little bit of time with John Cusack because he's cool. But anyway, um, no, I, I just, I'd also reminded that one time when we were over <laughs> Morgan, when we were over at Don's review, do, getting ready for that interview with Gary, and they were doing, they were getting ready for one of their plays and or they were like in the middle the producers. of oh yes they're getting ready for the producers and he looks at us said like i mean only don bluth can get away with this and like without it being weird and he was like he's like both of you have good figures would you like to be call girls and i'm like what call like, girls or chorus girls was it which one was it chorus girls that it sounds was, better yeah it was like a, a background dancer basically <laughs> We're like what um okay call call girls that doesn't sound like don blues well, it depends on the production <laughs> yeah i actually had the chance to go to the front row theater like you said during uh rotorama and um got to hang out with him i've actually i've actually had the privilege of meeting don blues a couple of times in person the first time i met him in person in person was at almo draft house in austin that's right and uh, they were screening All Dogs Go to Heaven, and both Don and Gary were there, and they did a, a Q&A afterwards. Of course, everybody asked the same asked the same thing, like, why'd you leave Disney? What do you think about Disney? What do you think about <laughs> CG? And uh, he was rolling his eyes a lot. But afterwards, we had an autograph session, and I didn't ask for his autograph. I just shook his hand and say, hey, uh, I'm on the Rotoscope. I'm Mason from the Rotoscopers. We did that one interview. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, Chelsea and Morgan are really great girls. <laughs> first thing he said and i was like and i was like i'm here too and uh, so anyway i kind of i i chatted it up for a little bit and then um yeah i got to see him again at the front row theater we actually stayed for quite for like half an hour after the show and just talked to him yeah just chatting and, away um, yeah and i think you had some of your family there too yeah, chelsea i believe uh, just a really, really nice guy. And I don't know, maybe so the gracious. animation industry has become um, such, a, such a big industry and such a busy industry for people who are in these big, per expensive productions. But um, I, I don't see a lot of that anymore. I have, I, like, like Morgan, I haven't met everyone in the industry, uh, but I have, I have noticed that some, a, lot of the, um, a lot of those from the classic era or, or um, from the Renaissance era and before are are just very very nice people they're just bright yeah and uh full of creativity full of of graciousness you know they've had several decades of practice working with people you know and when you're in the animation industry you work with all kinds of people 
Yeah. You know, lots of egos flying around and maybe, you know. So anyway, that's still something I'm learning. You know, I, I now that I work at a, an actual production studio and it's definitely you definitely have to learn how to work with people. Or you could take it. They need to learn how to work with you. Yeah, I like that better, but it's more <laughs> realistic. Uh, I got to work with them. Yeah, well. <laughs> Sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes at, at, I wonder if people at work are like, what the heck is up with that guy? <laughs> Dude, what's this problem? Uh, my personality is... I always is ch- want them thinking about you. Well, yeah, that's kind of how I am. I I don't know when it was. Maybe it was um, while I was at B. I, uh, to tell you the truth, uh, for the for about a year... After um, I came back from Argentina and was at BYU, I was actually kind of shy and, and I was pretty emo, actually. I, I was having a hard time adjusting to the, the culture of um, of Provo, Utah. It's, it's a very singular co- culture, very <laughs> peculiar. And uh, I, I, I had trouble dealing with my own anxiety, like not succeeding in the dating game and and stuff. And I really didn't have a lot of confidence. And I, I was a very negative person and just kind of miserable all the time. And around the time I met Shanna... I, I guess like knowing that there was someone who could actually stand me, but who I also liked, you know, really liked being around and just like dating Chana, just kind of my personality kind of changed. And I kind of, I kind of let let go of what I thought of what, what I thought people thought of me. And, um, I was just like, you know what, screw it. If, if people think I'm weird for having a lot of energy and being really creative and saying random stuff, then they're probably not worth, uh, worth trying to be their friends anyway. And so I don't know, I, I definitely come up as come off as obnoxious and like sarcastic, but I think people just need to know that the number one rule about me is that the first thing that comes out of my mouth is either always a joke or like a random quote or something that's meant to like get a reaction out of you. And once I see that you've reacted the way I want you to react, then I can trust you. <laughs> so if you don't well, laugh don't at his jokes, you are not to be trusted. <laughs> it's not really that because I don't expect some people to laugh at what I say, but I do like sometimes I just say something so that people will be like, wait, what did you just say? Or like, that's weird or something. And then I know that you're normal. You know, I can't Isn't even that the goal in life to find someone who just can stand you. <laughs> that is the goal. Yeah, isn't well, it? well, Shanna whipped me into shape. I was running around in soccer jerseys and man capris after <laughs> being in Argentina. And uh <laughs> Oh, no. What a lot of people. Oh, no. A lot of uh, so maybe some people who have seen us figured this out, but a lot of people don't know this. But me and Shanna actually have exact polar opposite personalities. Uh, Shanna's an, an INTJ, and everybody knows that INTJs are evil, right, Morgan? <laughs> I'm an INTJ, and, and I apparently am the Sith overlord. Yes. <laughs> you are. I mean, Slytherin, it, it, it's so obvious. A- actually, Shanna got so mad, she took the updated Pottermore quiz. Um, and got Gryffindor, and she was like, don't tell anyone that I got Gryffindor. We, just, we, we always have to say that I got Shanna Slytherin. and I seem like two peas in a pod. I'm very disappointed we don't live in the same area because I feel like I'd get along perfectly with her. Sometimes uh, I same, would take... Same thing. I uh, I wanted to be Slytherin, and I was Ravenclaw. I was like, grumble, grumble, but Ravenclaw's, Ravenclaw is cool, so I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. There's no shame in Ravenclaw. There is shame in Hufflepuff, though. And, um, I don't remember if I've ever taken this. Oh, you got to. Otherwise, we can't judge you for it. <laughs> but yeah, me and Shannon are, are exact polar opposites. And I, I'm like an ESPF or, or whatever, whatever, whatever combination that is supposed to be in. And um, like, obviously, no, no relationship is perfect. Like a relationship takes time and, and attention to, you know, to, to grow. And, and there's always growing to do and stuff. But me and Shannon have like a blast because... I don't know. It just kind of works out. It's literally one of those opposites attract thing. 
And uh, yeah, Shanna was like the only person that I dated that w was even remotely like that. I always dated people who were a lot like me and I ended up like hating them afterwards. <laughs> so anyway, speaking of tangents, that's that's a little a little view into my personality. And and like, I hope I hope nobody gets like super offended by stuff that I say. Like, I never say anything that's like not safe for work, but like, I don't know. People need to know that it's like I have a radio persona but I also have this like weird personality where I like have to entertain people. Like if I, if I can't, if I can't keep people entertained or at least like uncomfortable in some way, then I feel like I don't have a purpose. Maybe that's a complete personality disorder, but uh. that's why you are on the internet. That's the whole point of being an internet personality is just to make people uncomfortable. Yes. Be very polarizing. Yeah. So uh, thankfully, my personality has helped has helped me be be very uh, extroverted and very um, eager to talk to people. And so um, I, I really enjoy all the interviews that we get to do, mostly because it's just so cool to get information from the perspective of the actual producers and the actual like yeah. artists and people in the studio. Yeah, I'll agree with that for sure. I am a ENFP. Um, ah, so very close to. Yes. So I, I, I get that in you. Um, and so I, I definitely love, I get you <laughs> to a degree. Um, Hashtag it's better. Cause I'm apparently called the <laughs> campaigner. You're more of the entertainer. Yeah. I'm definitely a Fred and George Weasley. <laughs> well, yeah. yes, you could, I wish you had a twin so that could come true. Well, you know, I don't. Two Masons <laughs> in one universe. Well, it's not a clone. It's just a twin. <laughs> But yeah, um, there is a Harry so, Potter Myers-Briggs chart, Kelsey. Oh, really? Yeah. My life is this funky fan fiction where Ron Weasley um, got together with Draco Malfoy. So I, I'm sure there are plenty of fan fictions about that. But that's that's basically describes our marriage. She's either Draco Malfoy or Severus Snape. And I'm either uh, the Weasley twins or Ron Weasley. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, you can take your own personality type quiz at 16personalities.com and check it out. See what you are. See, are you a Mason? Are you a Morgan? Are you a Chelsea? Are you your own little thing? Yeah. Take it we find should, out. We should make a, a Myers-Briggs chart for just us three. And be, <laughs> and be like, which rotoscope matches your personality? <laughs> Yeah. So well, that kind of brings us to our fans. Let's see. I've, I've um, just looked this up to see where I, I fall. And yeah. I am a... Who is that? Is that Ron Weasley? Say, say the name that's if under the picture. If you're a Harry Potter fan, you have to ask that. You're not no, a Harry no, Potter fan. No, no, no. Like, well, there's those funky illustrations. Yeah, it's a somebody's random illustration. And it's I can't see it very well. So I'm going to look at a different one. High resolution. comes up. Well, right, while Chelsea's continue. looking that up, can, can, can I just say that we have like the coolest and funnest fans slash listeners ever? Yeah, we do. You can say that. The Roto Nation people. The Roto Nation is here to stay. Love it. And we've even, I've had the opportunity of actually doing episodes with some of them too. So yeah, that made me really happy. We had a couple for two of the episodes that we did while you guys were out, um, both Trolls and Great. Moana. Those were pushed forward from Chad Lewis of Lootoons. If you y'all should know who he is, because he's pretty awesome. YouTube fame. Yeah, YouTube fame indeed. Um, Rachel Wagner, who is a Roto writer, also has her own YouTube stuff. And then Pablo Ruiz and Ryan Pareto. They joined me for Moana, and apparently they they love to cry. <laughs> 
So, they're very sensitive lads. I loved the whole the, that whole episode was phenomenal. So definitely check that out. Aww. Yeah, one thing that's pretty cool is a lot of our Roto writers and Roto staff who, you know, actually help contribute to the website. The website you is where you can go to find news, reviews, interviews. It's all volunteer based based on how much someone wants to post. It gives people an outlet and a platform to gain credibility in the animation world. We've had people that have gotten jobs in the animation industry because of being on the Roto team. And a lot of the fans started out as fans and then put in applications and then be, became part of our inner circle, which is really cool. And I know lots of you are listening and are wondering, what the heck? I submitted an application to be a Roto Rider. That was six months ago in the summer. What the heck happened? Well, I had a baby and things got stressful and I am, let me drum roll. I am actually going through those right now as we speak and should have oh. decisions in the next few weeks. So I apologize because that's like ridiculously pathetic, but I kind of jumped the gun on that one. But anyways, the fans are super cool. And I I love the different members of the Roto staff and Roto team that we've been able to meet. And then just people, uh, you know, it's funny because I can kind of bucket the different listeners into different categories. There's the ones that are super active on Twitter and I engage with them on Twitter a lot. There's the ones that call in all the time. And uh-huh. I just love, <laughs> I, I can, you know, say a name and I know their voice and just what they're going to say kind of and, and their perspective. So that's really cool. Then we have the patrons, uh, just all sorts of different types of Roto fans. It's, I love it. It's been really great to find. And this is one of the most common things that people say uh, when they you know, leave a review or when they reach out and we're talking. And it's just, I never thought there was someone like me. It's really cool that I was able to find a group of friends who like to talk about animation on a more serious level. I mean, serious, uh, I guess, would have an asterisk next to it. We are quite goofy, um, and we, but we just love to talk about it and we don't really uh, consider it, you know, kid stuff as everyone else does and look down on it. I think that's what makes makes it cool is because we kind of all are living in this world where people judge us for liking animation and we no judgment here. You have found your people. Yes. And for all of those who are waiting, yes, I am Ron Weasley, ENFP. <laughs> ENFP. Yeah. So I, I transition a lot from ENFP to ESFP or whatever. Yeah. ESNF. Uh, I don't know. I got I to gotta look at it again. Or I'm Albus Dumbledore because I did it twice. And then another time I came out as ENFJ, which was Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Ron Weasley. I love that video. We, we even have... Um, Speaking of listeners and fans, we even have people who were Roto enemies oh and my then became Roto allies. It's true. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we I, we had one guy who worked in the industry who right like second or first or second episode, you would like send us nasty messages about how we were hacks and we were no good. And we probably didn't sound like we were any good. We but, were literally um, two episodes into it. I mean, <laughs> what were you expecting? <laughs> I know. And I. And I think I think Morgan handled that that PR instance of, of the, <laughs> the few but crazy ones that we've had. And uh, I think he like apologized. He was like, yeah, sorry. I, like I, I work at the studio and um, I was just bored at work. So I thought I'd start trolling y'all. <laughs> I wanted to be like, give me the name of your manager, please. <laughs> <laughs> I got bored and thought I'd start trolling. <laughs> Slippery slope, my friends. Slippery slope, especially when you're like, I don't know, supposed to be working on a movie or something. <laughs> but then um, he he actually, um, I think, eventually, did we ask him to do an interview or did he offer to do an interview? But we eventually just did yeah. an interview with him. 
But let's turn let's turn this round upside down. Hey, do you want to <laughs> talk about your experience in the industry? And then, whoa, absolutely. That that became yep. a very positive situation very quickly. So yeah, it was, that was fun. That was fun. Then um, we have had our we have had our crazy fans and uh, you know the occasional d- disgruntled former rotoscopers person and the occasional. <laughs> Uh, person who got enraged that we voted the goofy movie five stars when <laughs> in his opinion that's what you give gone with the wind but we gave it to, we gave the goofy movie the same rating as you would <laughs> gone with the wind and um, you know that's that's one thing that i've had to kind of curb as i've been as people really get offended with what you rate it and i i feel like now i have to press it every time that this is just my opinion of this and my opinion means nothing one day i'm gonna give it a one one day i'm gonna give it a five and guess what we all just move on and <laughs> this is just good silly fun but you know not everyone really looks at it that way and they get they take it very seriously when you know they basically do a cross comparison of all your star ratings and they don't seem to add up in their mind and i'm like well that's why that's your list oh, this is my list and my list means nothing so you getting <laughs> mad at me doesn't affect me yeah <laughs> it makes it seem like we have all this hate we actually do not for the most part we've been very very positive and had great fans and uh, great feedback and that's one thing that i feel that really makes us stand out from other podcasts there are fantastic animation podcasts out there, there are, yeah done by you know people in the industry animation greats but one thing i think that makes ours uh, a little different is that it's for fans by fans so we're not trying to have this you know incredible deep in-depth you know uh, thought-provoking you know discovering the point of the universe discussion we're just here to talk about animated movies and have a good time with other fans you know so we do get silly and and we do get serious from time to time but that's one thing that i love is that it's really for fans by fans so i know that our podcast isn't for everybody and that's that's okay yeah well and but that's actually something that i've always really appreciated about being able to meet with you guys is you know we end up uh, most of the time we just have a it's just you know laugh it off and just have a good time but i do really like the episodes too where we've we kind of get a little you know, get a little serious, like in, not in a, we're so serious, but, um, um, like for example, I really loved our Prince of Egypt episode. I felt like that one just had, had a really cool vibe mm-hmm. from way back ah. when song of the sea, also a really good one. Um, I felt like that one had a lot of, you know, just kind of like talking about us. Like there's, I feel like all of our fans have been very open with us and not judging us for just, you know, where we come from too. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. I, um, there's a couple of ones that I really, really enjoyed. I really liked the princess Mononoke episode. Uh, we had Myra on for that one. And that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And then there's the <laughs> freaking Robin Hood episode. <laughs> Talk about an editing nightmare. If there's a truncating <laughs> If there's a truncating for silence, there just be you should be able to truncate for like like I don't know like insane laughter, <laughs> uncontrolled <laughs> laughter. That is one thing that I have enjoyed is is we we do laugh in this podcast. So if you don't necessarily like that we are laughing at our own jokes and having a great time, again, this is not the podcast for you. I know there's some podcasts where it's like zip. Nope, we're getting to it. But that so podcast, like I, that is one that people frequently bring up is the Robin Hood episode. And and that's what I love is that we we just, because a lot of these films, we have grown up with them. We have so many memories and, and different things attached to them that we bring in when we have our discussions. And so it makes for just a, a hoot hollering great time. 
And I would love to do Robin Hood again if we ever, you know, go around the horn and review every single animated film out there. Then uh, that will definitely be high on my list review again. Yeah, yeah we'll be in our 70s. And it'll be even more <laughs> funny because we won't be able to remember everything very well. It'll basically just be the same episode over again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think that'd be kind of fun to do um, like second looks or yeah. revisited. I'd love yeah, to do another I, Rango episode. I would too. You keep throwing right, that well, out there. <laughs> maybe we're just nostalgic for our, our own stuff. Our own stuff. <laughs> I don't want to listen to it again because I've already done that. Who knows how many times? I just want to re record it again and relive <laughs> magic. <laughs> uh, oh, good time. I loved when we went through our series you know, phase. Ah, yes. Like our oh, that's right. Dinosaur and drag our dragon series. That one was fun. Dragons. <laughs> Dinosaur. Yes, the, well, here the it dog is. Series. <laughs> well, here it is. <laughs> and all, all the quotes. So many quotes. We had um, quotent quotables. We had a quote off. Yes. That's um, why you don't I, join the circus. <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> that's right. Oh, man. Oh, bad. <laughs> We also finish finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got to talk about Frozember. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely, was really cool. Frozember so, was the, was the was like the apex of our rise to glory. I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or it's what skyrocketed us into the public eye. Yeah. No, we cannot talk about our our wave and you know these past five years without talking about Frozen because you know we had gotten a little scoop about Frozen and we got some you know character art and some behind the scenes we got the plot and you know then we did a YouTube video about it and then people I people still to this day say hey I've been listening to you since you did your Frozen stuff because I was so excited to to uh, follow that movie and the crazy thing to me is you look at Frozen and how just life-changing it has been for so many people it is just such a phenomenon and here it is a nearly a year before frozen had come out and majority of people had no idea about frozen yeah disney had not they didn't really release anything about it until about six months prior is really when they the marketing machine started going and so most people just had no idea about frozen and so you know the hardcore fans, we did, and we were talking about it. And then Frozenber happened. And every single day in November, leading up to the release of Frozen and just afterwards, we did different posts about Frozen because we were Frozen fanatics before anyone knew that Frozen was a big thing. Um, and I even did a, you know, a series of, of, frozen friday with chelsea videos mm -hmm. where we uh just every friday we did something related to frozen um and one of those was a hair tutorial and this this is one of my strokes of genius i must admit is because oh. i knew that frozen was going to be a hit because it just had all the yeah. classic ingredients of a disney hit it was princesses oh wait two princesses uh -huh. it was a musical it was animation it just everything from afar looked like this is going to be a huge hit so i looked at that and i thought okay you know what can i do to kind of capitalize on this i'll be honest <laughs> can we capitalize? I thought, okay well elsa she has this amazing hairdo so let's do a video doing her hair now 
granted, looking back, that is not my best video. It's actually quite a horrible tutorial, you know, and it, I did a tutorial on how to do Elsa's braid. You know, half of it I'm explaining, oh, just do a French braid. And then in the comments, people say, well, I don't know how to French braid. You know, looking back, I probably should have explained that a little better. Uh, part of the thing that I'm showing how to do is off camera. You know, that's not great for a tutorial, but <laughs> that's <laughs> It, I, that And that is one of our only videos that has over a million views on YouTube. And that is my little claim to fame when people ask, like, tell us something cool about you. Um, explaining a podcast and whatever, like, oh, I, an animation podcast. Anime? You're into that stuff? No, it's, it's hard to explain. So I don't yeah. usually go to that. I go to, I have a video on YouTube that has a million views and people go, ooh. <laughs> and uh, it has nice. led to pe people at work saying, hey, um, I've been, you know, we've been interacting for a few months and say, I just you, I love your videos on YouTube. And I'm like, what? <laughs> situation. Or my daughter loves your videos. Oh, yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, and it's my boss's favorite thing in the world whenever we have a new member of the team to say, hey, this is Morgan. Let's go to YouTube and press play. And I'm just sitting here <laughs> like, we have to live this again. But yeah. It's a fun thing. And it's just funny looking back now on Frozen and how big it was that like we really were ahead of the ahead of the curve on that oh. one, which is kind of cool to say. Like yeah. we knew about Frozen before the whole world did. Yeah. Well and then it might have gotten us in trouble with Disney a couple of times. But... Uh, um yeah. Well <laughs> as much Maybe as it got Frozen, us in but with, there were a couple of it, movies that yeah, we, well we didn't we didn't know our rights or our lack of rights for certain <laughs> certain review things. We're like, well, but it was, we were new. <laughs> um, yeah, I had several different opportunities to talk with other people like on Twitter for, that worked on the film, like, cause they just started following us too. Like all the people at the studio were like, oh, these guys are talking about our movie that we haven't posted, like, put anything out about yet. And so they kept like posting and like talking to us about different things it was just like this is just so funny like it was just surreal you know because here we are off in you know in arizona far away from and far removed from any of this world like where they're actually creating it but yet like to feel like oh people like know who i am what that's cool um yeah and i did a i i ended up going to a an animation um, um, top by a pro.com put it on out in Tennessee. And I went there and I, we, I posted on Facebook, uh, not on Facebook on the website about it. And we actually had a couple people that came, you know, because of that post. And so I, I went and I wore my shirt and I had a, you know, this one guy comes up to me and he's like, are you Chelsea Robson? I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> so we had a, it was a, one of those really fun moments. I'm like, yep, that's my fan. Just the one. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, I think I've only had one person. Um, I think I've only had one person who recognized me outside of outside of the internet. What's that called? Mm -hmm. Real life. Yeah, in real life. IRL. IRL. Oh, that's right. IRL. Because that's one of my favorite phrases on the internet is "fight me, IRL." <laughs> I hate to say it, but I find myself typing that and commenting on that to oh more people gosh. than not. <clears throat> anyway. Nobody ever responds to that. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it was Mark Mark Brown from the, the from the website. He he was the one who wrote the awesome uh poem about us for the 100th episode. That's a limerick, right. yes, a limerick. Oh. That's right. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. I don't think I've had anyone just off the street say, "Hey, 
other than recognizing from the YouTube videos, but from the podcast specifically. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, very I'm, cool. I'm actually, um, I'm clicking through the old uh, art book review uh, videos that, ah, yes. that we used to do and stuff. And then, yes. of course, there's the uh, there's the Mason Classic, the pr pretty much the only video contribution I really made to the YouTube <laughs> that that didn't have like mostly dislikes uh, i really didn't like my trailer reaction for sponge out of water <laughs> oh, I, you know what the, oh, do you, you want to know mason's most um embarrassing moment um, yes. on the, on or... YouTube? <laughs> no it's just on the youtube is okay. that i um i did a review of the lego movie and i had just gotten back from watching it and i was also a little sick so i was a little loopy but I honestly believed that the movie was stop motion. So, <laughs> so in my review, I was like gushing about how great it looked for stop motion. And, um, and anyway, um, thankfully people haven't put me down that much. <laughs> but of course, it's all relative. <laughs> of course, it's not all relative. It is, it is an absolute that the Lego movie is CG. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's all relative how much they put you down. <laughs> oh, okay. But the, uh, the, of course, the behemoth of Mason's takeover of the internet is a video with almost 300,000 views. And that is my 100 animation voice impressions by Mason Smith. Ooh, we you know, the video has been out for a while and uh, there's been a lot of debate as to uh, whether it was real or not or whether it was <laughs> whether I cheated. And uh, I have a confession to make. Yes. Tell us. 100 percent real. Please get over <laughs> yourselves. Except like, for the dolphin laugh. That's about it. In, in what world would I be able to sink my mouth <laughs> with the actual scenes and actors from over a hundred movie clips in animation. Like who would do that just to deceive everyone? Like that is a hundred percent real. Like listen to them. They're not even that good. <laughs> it's the confidence that sells it. Yeah. This has been on his mind for a while. <laughs> it's been on his mind. Like ev I feel like every week we get a comment that's just like, this is fake. You obviously uh, had the actual, uh, voice clips and you're just mouth syncing over that. I'm like, I will take that as a compliment. Yeah, that's how you know you're good. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know you're good. Hashtag no apologies. Yeah, my embarrassing moment. Okay, first off, we are not, you know, animation historians. We are not experts. We are actually human. And when you are in the moment <laughs> podcasting, you forget a lot of things. It's you the miss passion and the rapture and you forget yourself. <laughs> and basic you forget things. <laughs> and um, kind of like Mason, where he thought the Lego movie was actually stop motion, which that would have been incredible if that were the case. Yeah. Um, yes. I actually uh, I initially... In the early episodes, we did news, and for some reason, I thought Wreck-It Ralph, just the way that it, it read in the different press releases, that this was actually a cartoon, an actual a video game from the 80s that I somehow missed. And I thought <laughs> Disney had bought the rights to this, and they you know, took this obscure 80s arcade game and, and were working, making it into a movie. And I, I think in that episode, we were talking about the Wreck-It Ralph, you know, this, this, concept art that they had released i kind of give that impression that this was like an actual 80s game <laughs> so uh, yes that is my confession there's, there's things like that have happened all the time and if this were a clip show i'm sure i would play a million different times where we misquoted or misspoke and just said things wrong but that would take a long time this would be the longest episode of all time all time and i wouldn't be editing that no 
No, no, no. Uh, Chelsea needs to be given major props for being the editor over the years. She does a fantastic job. I've helped here and there, but yeah, Chelsea really is the mastermind be- behind that. She gets rid of all our ums and, you know, a snip snip is our, our commonly used phrase behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, there are lots of things that just need to be removed and, and to streamline the episodes, uh, you know, Chelsea does that i use truncate silence so (laughs) well and also i mean we do things very much out of order so later on i'll go in all right we're gonna move this whole thing where we actually explain what the podcast is that didn't happen for another hour into it we're gonna put that in the very beginning yeah that would probably work out good um so like we're just fun like that um and then also the the bloopers always were fun Uh, all the bloopers i enjoy the bloopers a lot Mm -hmm. yeah bloopers were good good times yeah it didn't really happen as much when we started going live yeah it's hard didn't happen at all i don't think we just made our own (laughs) bloopers along the way (laughs) yeah you guys just got to see the bloopers if you were watching on youtube because we could literally could not edit anything else out yeah well i did want to say um, I did have one video on there that this was the saddest point of our YouTube was the fact that um, we ended up erasing what like the first one time I did a, a cover of Let It Go and it had over ah. a half a million views on it. And it what the movie hadn't been hadn't even come out yet, but because we had gone through so many time like problems with copyright issues, we were like, ah, just get rid of it because it's got a like a flag on it or whatever. Because maybe that'll help our YouTube, whatever. We thought our account was going to be banned, and we weren't all these things, and we didn't want to risk it. Right. So we deleted that, and that makes me sad. But still, Chelsea probably could have been in the million view club. I could have. Oh yeah, Aww. it's okay. I'll get there. Speaking of, that's one fun thing about five years is we've had so many amazing opportunities doing this. Like we're all kind of looking forward and okay, what's next? Like, Mm -hmm. so what's going on? Um, For me, I actually just started my own Patreon for my music. So if you want to go to ChelseaRobson.com, you can find that out. Um, Find out more about that. You can also go to Patreon slash Chelsea Robson and... I've got a lot of fun things going on with there. So I've, I'm looking forward to over the next two or three months, putting out a substantial amount of content on my own personal stuff for music. So about time, right? Very exciting. Yeah. What do you guys got going forward? Oh man. I, it's just a bunch of, it's, I don't know, besides, besides work and school and trying to graduate, uh, <laughs> not much. I, I do have a couple of side hustles. I, I sell drawings of, um, of our, our church temples on Etsy and uh, I, I, give me some time and I'll do Gilbert. I promise. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, or and any of the 50 ones that are in Brazil, I swear there's like a ton of them in there in Brazil. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I, so that's just a little side hustle. And then I, I am developing a game of my own and uh, I'm just slowly whittling away on it on the weekends uh, when I, when I'm not doing school and, and work. Yeah, that's the the thing right now. I always have to have a project, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. gives you a goal in life. So I I am back. I just had a baby three months ago, and so 
kind of coming back out of that, I'll be going back to work in next month, which is which is exciting. Uh, I'm going to be able to be working from home some of the time, which which is nice. So I'm very honored or not honored. I'm just very grateful for a, a company working for a company that will allow me to do that. And I don't know, I want to kind of explore other things, not in addition, I guess I would say. I love the Rotoscopers and I'm really excited to be a part of the Rotoscopers, but I, I might be doing my own blog, might be doing something else, not sure. Will be on Survivor one day. That is still the number one goal in life and still actively trying to do that. So that is that is what is up with me. And so we want to talk about the future of the show. It's been five stinking years, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's gone by really quickly. It's crazy how time flies. It just seems like we hit our one year anniversary, then it was two, then it was three, and the floor was a blur. And, and here we are five. And we kind of are going to go back to our roots and make things simple again. Uh, that's one thing I really feel, at least for me, uh, some of the things that we have added on and, and done really kind of... It made it complicated. Made things complicated and just kind of overly stressful, for me at least. Yeah, and um, not and fun. Yeah, <laughs> and I sort of lost the zeal and the zest for life for the podcast. Pod <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. The zest for... Morgan spiraled <laughs> into depression because of you people. Let me rephrase that. I, I personally kind of lost the zest for podcasting um, last year. And there were a variety of things. I feel that the Patreon, while amazing, uh, added just this self-imposed stress that I felt that I had to live up to Patreon and make sure that the patrons were getting everything that they paid for and whatnot. Actually doing live shows, while it was very cool to interact with people live and to have us on video, those were very stressful because they frequently just went poorly due to internet connections, low bandwidth, uh, Google Hangouts not working properly. And you know what? When that happens once, it's okay. You, you laugh it off, say, okay, yeah, that was, that was okay. When it happens twice, you're like, hmm, three times, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. It gets very old very quickly. So, um, you know, we are going to streamline the show. We are going to be just going back to, the, to a few of us recording uh, on Skype, uh, and then releasing the episode on the release date. So we won't be doing live, we won't be doing video anymore. And I really do think that this will help uh, make the show fun again. Make the rotoscopers great make again. Make rotoscopers <laughs> great again. Oh, man. Oh, we could, we could make teal hats. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> So, um, and Patreon temporarily is, or for a while, it's going to be on hold because, you know, I just feel that it just added all this level of stress. So we're just really going to pare it back down to our roots. Um, we're going to finish up some of the patron picks, but then after that, we're just going to let it be us just talking about the movies we want to talk about. We may or may not re I'll be honest here. We are not going to review every single new animated film. That was another thing that kind of added different layer of stress. It's just, there's so many animated films nowadays. They basically come out every two weeks and that made it really hard for us to review the films that we wanted to review. Uh, so yeah, so that is the future of the podcast. I am back and, uh, you know, we'll be in and out as different hosts. So the three of us may be here. Maybe it'll be one, maybe it'll be two. So that is basically where the show is going to be going. And I actually think it's going to be 100 times better than it has been over the past year. So that's just my two cents. Yeah, those are some good two cents. And um, 
Yeah, we we were really looking forward to expanding the podcast, but I I didn't I didn't think we all realized that in order to like do that, we had to pretty much do this full time. And of course, you know, you know, life happens and, and I'm still in school and uh, we're working and, and doing stuff. And so it's, it's really hard to carry that weight um, or put that weight on on whoever is free to do it at the time, yeah. you know. Which is mostly Chelsea. Lord bless her. Bless her heart. <laughs> Please, I need the blessings. <laughs> and uh, and um, so, yeah. I, for one, um, I guess this is the first time I've announced it. I, I've talked to Morgan about this, but um, I will you, will. you will definitely be seeing less of me, which could be a, a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I've decided I, I need to take a break uh, from the show, at least, um, until I graduate, which will be sometime in August. So... Unfortunately, uh, this will be my last episode for a while until August. But yeah, just send your prayers my way because uh, I'd really like to graduate in August and just be done with school forever. Then I can mm-hmm. dedicate more time to um, to rotoscopers. Anything else? <laughs> and anything else? And <laughs> well, that's one thing I've always said is that the rotoscopers it's it's always been fun, and when it starts not being fun, then it's uh, not fun. Could, <laughs> then it's not fun. We need to kind of reassess. And then also real life takes precedence. I know, you know, some of the, the writers are like, oh, I haven't written in such a long time. I'm like, I've been so busy with school and I'm sitting here like, hello, school is number one priority. I'm okay with that. And the same thing with Mason. I'm really excited that Mason, he's in a graduate program. I've been in a graduate program. It's incredibly stressful. Um, and there's just so much strain on your time. So totally support you in that, Mason. No. Well, I still have my email, mason at rotoscopers.com. So if anybody has any questions about the industry or um, it needs any advice, every once in a while I get people asking for advice um, and stuff. And um, I don't have uh, my Twitter anymore. But, uh, there, you know, there's plenty of ways to get a hold of me. But, yeah, the email's definitely it. But um, thankfully, I, um, being the um, ace computer scientist that I am uh, here at the Viz program, I have actually written an artificial intelligence who will stand in for me. And um, I'd like to <laughs> test him out. I'd like to test him out right now, um, if I could. Um, just give me a few <laughs> seconds and I'll get him set up. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> Well, that didn't come off very well. Hello, Robo Mason. You were listening to the Animationatics podcast. Oh, that's... This is going to be a struggle. <laughs> Our new co-host is awesome. <laughs> I'm Mason. Wow, if this is going to be Mason standing for the next six months, uh, yeah. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what is happening right now. <laughs> Chunk seconds. Yeah. No, I'm definitely cutting this whole section out. <laughs> Did y'all hear him? Yeah, we heard him. He was uh, very hard to hear. Could you understand what he was saying? Not at all. No, I heard animation. I heard addicts. And... <laughs> uh, I guess I'm still working out the kinks on the on the artificial intelligence, but you're, you'll just get, you're just going to have to make do until then. <laughs> great. We'll hold down the fort. So <laughs> anyways, I want to say a big thank you to Mason and Chelsea for being incredible co-hosts and friends over the past five years. It's been such a blast doing this show, and I'm really excited to, you know, just simplify our podcasting lives and, and to do this again 
for, I don't know, another five. We shall see. No promises. But uh, thanks for joining us for this episode where we were able to just take a stroll down memory lane. I'm excited that I am back. I really do feel much more invigorated about the show than I had been. So I think taking that time off and then just kind of really assessing and and figuring out and pinpointing what was causing me to kind of lose my zest for podcasting, not for life. I always have that. Um, now that we kind of reassess that and say this is the new way the show is going forward, I feel so jazzed and so excited. So that's a sign we're heading in the right direction, at least for me. So... Well, and our next episode should be Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Oh, no. Yes. Before I leave, I have to do the preview. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> Let's see. This summer, live the adventure. Show me the way. Follow the trail of the 40 thieves. Your father is trapped within their world. Take whatever we please. Have out some grub to share. Pull up an easy chair. Welcome to the 40 thieves. And then, um, and original characters, including the genie brought to life by the one and only <laughs> Robin Williams. It's a kindler, gentler genie. Look at this. <laughs> There's a couple. It's 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 out of order, but that's like the one VHS preview that I always remember. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I had to mute my mic because I was laughing so hard. That never gets old. I love it. Oh. Mute, mute laugh. I've... All right. Well, I just want to say, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll be gone for a while, and if I'm not, and if I'm not back in August, I'll I'll certainly be back in December. But yeah, I just want to thank um, Morgan and Chelsea for uh, having me on their show and for. Uh, you know, making me feel like I'm a part of this and and I don't really know what to say. But but yeah, this has been uh, super fun. I never thought that I would ever like have like a presence online or like uh, do like a show like this. But I really enjoy it. I really love talking about animation. I'm really happy that at least some people out there like to hear me, you know, talk about <laughs> uh, how much I think The Lion King is the perfect 2D animated film and how I think My Little Pony is a waste of everybody's time <laughs> and, uh, you know, my favorite Pixar films and and uh, why why I'd rather work at DreamWorks than Pixar or Disney and stuff like that. So I'm very thankful that over the years um, it's been a very positive experience and um, it's just been a blast. So thanks, Morgan and Chelsea. And I uh, hopefully I'll see you guys sooner rather than later. Yes. So with that, I want to leave you with this rendition of this Disney classic. Goodbye may seem forever farewell is like <laughs> the end. But in my heart's a memory and there you'll always be. So Mason, we are dropping you off at the side of the forest. See you later. <laughs> Wait, isn't that just from the freaking Swan Princess? The Fox and the Hound. Oh, Fox and the Hound. I've been forever. Been forever since I've seen Fox and the Hound. We're dropping you off at the edge. You'll always be my friend too, Todd. Oh, you're gonna make me cry. Waterworks. All right, all right, all right. Better end this. All right, so you guys know what's coming. Until next time. We are the Roscopers! Oh, the Thunder Tube! Oh, all their greatest hits back at once. <laughs> I had to find that out of storage. Blow off the dust. Mason Andrew Smith was unable to join this call. Why?
Think again. <laughs> it is I. <laughs> that was literally the message that it gave me when I tried to add you. I was like, what? Because I was adding myself. Oh. He superpowers. Stand by. I'm opening up. <laughs> stand by. I will not stand by. I will sit by. Thank you very much. No, oh, he no. said you were not allowed to do that. And old. Occam's razor: the path of least resistance is most likely is always the right answer. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> look it up. Look it up. It's like when you're presented with multiple options, the right answer is the simplest one. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Trump- 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 silence. Yeah, <laughs> Trump- 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 silence. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs>